Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something really fun and interesting. And let's talk about Barbara Streisand. She dropped her autobiography called My Name is Barbara. And let me tell you, this is a long book. It's like over 900 pages on an audio book. It's 48 hours. Whoa. Okay. Well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that back in 2016, uh, Barbara was not too happy with the way that Siri was pronouncing her last name. She was saying it like Streisand, Streisand. And she's like, no, 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 it's dry sand, like sand on a beach. So she did what anybody else would do. She called Tim Cook up. <laughs> That's right. And she said, you know, you need to change Siri. So she says my last name correctly. And, you know, uh, Tim Cook changed it. So now if you say it on Siri, it's Barbara Streisand. Now, one thing you may not know is that a few years ago, uh, she also cloned her dog, Samantha, using cells from the dog's stomach and mouth to get two other dogs. And she was thinking about coming out with a new hit signal. That's right, a new hit single. Uh, you ready for it? I'm going to just hum it for you, see if you can remember it. Or I'll just sing it. I'm just going to go ahead and sing it. You ready? Send in the clones. Send in the clones. Oh, I know. That was bad. Hey, listen, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's digital goddess. I promise I'll never sing again. This is the biggest show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. You can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations across the United States. And you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast with three months worth of archives Over at commando.com, just hit that link that says the Commando Community, and you can try it free for 30 days. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members, serving in 175 different countries and 200 ships at sea. And I know that you have a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. That's why our T-Mobile Unlimited Listener Line is now open at one 888 825-5254 is the way to join us. And I need two things from you. Number one, the best way for us to grow more listeners on the show and on the podcast is for you to tell one person in your life about how much you really enjoy the shows and how much you're learning. And number two is give me some feedback. Head over to commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. Tell me what you want to hear more of because you're all so important to me. All right, just for you, dear listener, I check out 35 different websites every single day to make sure that both you and I are up to date. And here are the top five things you need to know about tech right now. We're going to start with Elon Musk. He landed in uh, Britain late last week to take part in the world's AI safety summit. All these industry bigwigs, they gathered together to figure out how to prevent AI from killing us all. Now, Musk says that AI will lead us to a world where no one will actually have to work. And that means all the jobs will have to go. So if Musk is right, I don't think all the jobs, but many jobs will be replaced by AI robots. And here's the list of the top jobs to go within the next five years. Meat packers are at the top. Robotic replacements are already being deployed. 
People who clean airplanes and vehicles, bartenders, waiters, waitresses, short order cooks like fast food workers, they're going to be gone. Janitors will also go. Roommates, they say, will be around for some time. Hospital orderlies and anyone who sorts anything to grade its quality should be looking for other lines of work right now. Moving on to number two, let's talk about accountability software. It's in the news, but you may not know exactly what it is. Newly appointed Speaker of the House Mike Johnson's in the spotlight, not just for politics. A clip has resurfaced of him saying that he and his 17-year-old son monitor each other's online porn intake. Now, the speaker uses a software called Covenant Eyes. I've talked about it here on the show. It tracks your activity on your laptop, computer, phone, more, then sends reports and alerts back to your accountability partner. So for Speaker Johnson, those alerts are sent to his son and then vice versa. So if you push your politics to the side for just a moment, the software is getting a lot of scrutiny because of the privacy policies. It states that the software takes blurred screenshots and sends them back to its own servers encrypted. The app also logs your entire web history. Now, Covenant Eyes says those screenshots and sites are for internal use only, and they're only used to generate reports. But I sure hope the speaker doesn't use Covenant Eyes on the government phone. He only uses it on his private phone because, you know, once it's out there, you know, anybody can get to it. Uh, Moving on to number three, is this the end of the smartphones? Coming soon, a small square device. This is really something you got to pay attention you can pin on your chest, and with it, you can directly talk to ChatGPT. You can make phone calls, text, do everything. It's called AI Pin from Humane, a former guy from Apple, by the way. There are no screens. If you need to see information or pictures provided by the AI, it projects lasers directly onto your palm. It tracks your hand gestures to sift through menus, closing your hand uh, brings the device to its dedicated homepage. You can talk to it. AI will analyze what you need. Here, take a listen. One of the things I like most about messaging is getting caught up. My AI summarizes what's important, so I don't have to go back and read every message. Catch me up. Yanir asked if you want to get hookfish with Sam this week. Michelle sent some notes about today's design sync. Andy and Adam are on their way over. Or using AI to search through messages. What's the gate code that Andrew sent me? The gate code that Andrew sent is 7361. Okay, that's pretty amazing technology right there. And this is what's coming. It's, it's going to be announced within the next 10 days, I predict. And then it's going to be going on sale next year. But, you know, think about this. You don't have to sift through a bunch of messages to find a code. It's like having a really smart assistant right next to you, and you're not having to carry around this phone. This is going to be really something. Uh, Moving on to number four, it's about the paper. This story is from the Wall Street Journal. A guy by the name of Barry Schneider likes to take care of all his finances with his bank statements through the mail. He says it's physical, it's official. But when he went to pay off his Citibank credit card last month, a message popped up. Go paperless or you won't be able to access our website or app. That's right. Uh, Banks have wanted you, me, and everybody else to go strictly digital for years right now. It's better for the environment, cost the bank less. I don't know if this is legal, but my bet this is the start of a trend for all banks. All right, finally, this coming in at number five. I asked ChatGBT if Kim Commando was my name, and it came back to me and said no. (laughs) A whole bunch of baloney. Yes, Commando really is my last name. So a company by the name of Vectera, founded by a whole bunch of Google employees, took a look into how often chatbots hallucinate. They lie. 
Uh, they just make stuff up. What they found is the chatbots lie, hallucinate, whatever you want to call it, at least 3% of the time and at most 27% of the time. This is really serious issues. I mean, think about this. But what is the greatest lie of all time? I have read the terms and conditions of all my apps. Yeah, sure you have. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. Okay, so inflation's on the rise. Everybody knows that. And maybe your pocket is feeling just a little bit lighter. That's why so many folks are looking for really good side hustles. Now, think about it. You've got a skill that's in demand. Why not put it to work, right? Well, that's what Graham Cochran did. And he says that if you have any kind of knowledge, you can get paid for what you know. And when I read about him, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we totally have to have Graham here on the show. Because he's making every single month in passive income $160,000. Wow. Hey, Graham, thanks so much for being here. That's uh, quite an income stream, right? Yeah, it is. Good to be here, Kim. Definitely not what I thought I'd be making as a musician growing up. Thought I'd be either mega famous or broke and trying. (laughs) (laughs) So so tell us, how did this all get started? For me, it took the global recession, 2009. Um, Moved to a new city with my wife. We had our first baby, bought our first house, lost two jobs that year. Ouch. And it was like a lot of people, right? You needed to find a way to make a living. And we were um, on food stamps for 18 months while I tried to start a business. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about business, but I just knew I didn't want to go back to a desk job. I was a musician by trade. I just, I can't stay inside of a cubicle and I needed to make something work. And so that's what started my entrepreneurial journey is because I had to. So what was that first business? Yeah, I ended up starting. Initially, it was a freelance recording business. I had a background in producing albums for bands. I did it for my own music. And that was the only marketable skill I had at the time. So I thought, you know what, I'll try to turn this into a side hustle. That wasn't language we were using yet back then, but it was it was what I was trying to do. And I ended up starting a YouTube channel and a blog in 2009 and 2010 thinking I would generate some leads for that freelance business. But what it turned into was a content business. It's called The Recording Revolution. Uh, and it's teaching musicians how to record music at home. Wow, that's really something. So so was there a particular video that just was like, it went crazy and you're like, I'm, I think I have something? I didn't have anything go crazy for the first like seven years of that business oh, in terms okay. of like videos. Like I, I'm a good example of there's so much talk right now about, oh, if you're talking about YouTube, you must talk about go vi- going viral, being right. an influencer. That's, none of that's necessary to make money if you're talking about online stuff, which is what I do. It really is about finding your little tribe of people 
um, and serving them powerfully in, in around content that they're interested in. So I just ha- I put out videos every single week. I wrote articles every single week on my blog, uh, and nothing really popped. It couldn't point to one piece of content, but it was the cumulative effect of people finding my stuff. I knew early on that the way people were reacting to my content that there was something here. I just didn't know how to make money from it at the time. What is it about what you are doing that keeps people coming back for more? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, when I think about putting out a piece of content, it's educational in nature is what I'm teaching, teaching them how to do something. And a lot of my clients, whatever that is, they know how to do, they're teaching people how to do it. The difference is anybody can find how-to content, but the, the content creators we're attracted to, and I hope this is true about me, is people who not only teach you the how, but they, they impute belief that you can actually go do it yourself. So when people walk away from a video of mine, whether it's in the music business, the, the first one, the recording revolution, or my personal brand where I'm teaching people how to start online businesses, I want them to walk away saying, not only, oh, I see how it works, but they, they actually believe they can do it because I'm really giving them encouragement and empowerment, not just information. Well, and it has to be inspirational, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, because there are so many different places that you can go on, like you said, to get a how-to or to get a laugh or to figure out how to do something. I mean, even if it's, I actually learned how to like change an electrical socket the other day and I'm like, okay, who knew I could do this, yeah. you know, type of yeah. thing. Um, but I think it's kind of what I do too. Like there's a lot of different places that you can get tech content but yep. whether or not you trust the source of that tech content or you can go beho- behind the scenes and really know what that AR, VR revolution really could mean to you. And it's it's identifying that. But also, don't you think it's it's having a passion for what you're doing as well? Well, you, yeah, you said it. People can people follow you because they like you. And so they want to hear the content from you. Uh, we're in an age where... People aren't looking for experts as much as they're looking for their person that they like to learn from and they trust them. You said trust is important. And and maybe it's a, a voice that I understand. There are people that teach what I teach in a very different way. And some people will be attracted to the way they present things, the way they think. I'm someone who takes complex things and makes them simple. So if you like simple, you're going to like my stuff. If you like academic, you're not going to like my stuff. Um, and so I think it's really, we get to pick and choose our, our teachers and our mentors and our heroes and, and our, our educators in a way for whatever field it is, whether it's a small thing like changing a light switch or like, hey, I want to learn a new skill to, to start a new business. We get to pick who we want to learn from. We don't have to just go to university anymore. So I, I find comfort in just like, I'm going to be me and be authentic to the way I view the world. And like you said, passion is important because it, I'm not just regurgitating information. I'm sharing what works for me and my clients and I believe in it so much. And if you catch a whiff of that passion, you might just believe you can do it too. So talking about online businesses, it's tough, right? Uh, There's no shortcut to success. These are long hours. There's no such thing as, you know, make $5,000 a month by posting affiliate links. You know, we've all seen those type of scams out there. Where is the niche right now, Graham? Where do you think that is? Yeah, I, th- I think it's this. It's uh, audience building is is what I would say. It's it's you have to build your own audience. So something I say is that without an audience, nothing's possible. But with an audience, anything's possible. If you can curate an audience of people that like what you're putting out there in the world, then there's a million ways to monetize it. Whether it's ads, whether it's you know brand deals or sponsorships, that's the more of the influencer model. Or like me. I sell my own products, and these are information products, online courses, membership communities, 
one-on-one coaching. Or if you have an actual business with a different service, you can build an audience online and then present your products and services to those people. Um, but wherever you do it, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram, or I prefer a platform personally like YouTube that's more of a search engine where content doesn't disappear in the feed, like where social media platforms, those content pieces disappear unless you go viral. I'd much rather leverage a YouTube platform, but wherever you build it, you're really curating an audience that likes you, knows you, and trusts you. And then from there, you build up the business however you want. That's what I'm teaching people how to do. All right, Graham, there's a lot more I want to talk to you about. You're such a great resource, but here's the deal. We have to take a quick commercial so that we can pay a few bills over here. I know. But when we come back, I want to do a total deep dive on artificial intelligence. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. If you're just joining us, we've been in having such a great conversation with a guy by the name of Graham Cochran. He was laid off from his job back in 2009, and he started a music blog as a side hustle. saying like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. He knew nothing about business, by the way. Now, since then, he's built two seven-figure online businesses, a music education brand, and also a business coaching brand. Now, combined, he says that they bring in $160,000 a month in passive income. This is really something. He's only working like five hours a week. So, Graham, thanks for hanging with us during that commercial break. Let's begin with a topic on everyone's minds. You know what that is, of course, artificial intelligence. And speaking of people, I'm a firm belief that when ChatGPT got announced a year ago, I mean, it just changed the platform on so many different levels. And but one of the things that I did is when I was really playing with ChatGPT again a year ago, is I sat down and I said, you know, how is this going to affect my business? I mean, uh, when I look at, you know, the commando media verse, we have radio shows and podcasts and Sirius XM, and we've got a paid community. We've got newsletters and, and a website, and, and then we've got branded merch. I mean, it just, you know, it's just kind of this whole snowball thing. But how will AI affect me and the people who work for us and the listeners and the the viewers and all the other kind of great things is that I came away and said, I think that more people are going to be seeking out people rather than AI, because you don't really know who AI is. You don't have any trust with that AI. You don't know who programmed that AI because it's biased and so we have been purposely shifting more of the business into personality focused 
Um, I think it's so smart. I was going to ask Super you, what do you smart. think about that? Well, I think it's brilliant because when when something zigs, you have to zag. And if the, the, the culture is saying, let's embrace AI, I think AI is a powerful tool. It can be a helpful tool, but it's only going to create more demand for personality, for humanity, for humanness. And so I, I've, I'm urging people to jump on the train of curating a, a community, building content, being being a face, a human face that's known and has a voice and has an opinion uh, ChatGPT is going to make everyone's, you know, if we all write the, our articles through ChatGPT, it's all going to sound the same. This is going to make it so much easier for you to stand out if you have a provocative, spiky point of view on something that you passionately believe in. And that's what I think the world needs more of is st- like be vocal, be a personality, you know, don't don't be a fake version of yourself, but be an amplified version of yourself. You know what it's like when the camera's on, the, the microphone's on, be something people want to watch and be 100% you. I think you're going to see more push for content and humanity because that can't be duplicated by AI. But but how do we use AI in content creation and maybe automate some things? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the, the best word. I think automation just got better because that's what AI really is. So I think you're seeing, I'm in my space, I'm seeing AI make video editing faster, um, create clips of content faster, um, transcribing stuff, even the ability to transcribe and then auto, you know, know what an um or a oops, or what, you know, taking things out of, of a piece of content. It's making video content and audio content and text content creation faster, which just allows us to get back to doing what I think good content brands do, which is show up and talk and be in front of the camera and find new ways to serve our people. So it, it might, re- in a way, it might replace some jobs, but those people are going to have to find new ways to add value. But I think it's speeding up jobs, especially in the content space. And you can always tell when AI writes something. I can. I look at it, I'm like, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, it's just a whole bunch of mishmash of, of facts and figures. And they may not even be the correct facts and figures to begin with. No, nope, but we love it because we're lazy. We're like, that must be true. A robot told me. <laughs> so, Graham, tell us all how we can tap into what you do. Yeah, I would say a great place to start. I mean, the podcast, The Graham Cochran Show, the YouTube channel, Graham Cochran. And I have a whole workshop basically what i want people to do is for free watch this training just to understand the model of building passive income the way i teach just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop and watch it for free see how i unpack everything you'll see behind the curtain what the you know the wizard of odds is doing and if you if it makes sense for you and you like it then you're gonna be able to dive deeper and build that kind of business you have to make sure it's the right business for you but it unpacks how i'm leveraging my time and building the kind of business I am without having to work so many hours. So it's pretty cut and dry, but it'll encourage you if you want to so, go down that path. So one last question, $160,000 a month. How many hours are you working a month? About five hours a week. So 20 hours a month. Okay. I need to sign up for your class. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over. We'll have fun. All right. Hey, Graham, thanks for being here. I just love success stories, don't you? I mean, here's a guy who was like down on his luck in 2009, and here he is making $160,000 a month. Really, really success story. Love that. Congratulations, Graham. I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I actually physically went into a bank. I mean, there's no reason to do that anymore. You can do everything on your laptop, computer, on your phone. We trust our banking apps, but Merchant Machine, they have reviewed the privacy policies of today's top banking and finance apps. They found the 20 worst offenders take an average of 20 unique types of data. We're not just talking about your location, your purchases, your username. It's everything from your browsing history, 
the context, search history, usage data, uh, health metrics, fitness metrics. <laughs> They're just sucking it all in. And we're going to start with Robin My Data. Yeah, you may not realize this, but Robinhood, it takes a lot from you. 25 data points to be exact. And it's not giving it away to the poor, but it did fall victim to a data breach in 2021. Uh, a newer bank on the scene is Chime. A lot of controversy over this. In addition to collecting 23 personal data segments from app users, it's guilty of locking users out of their accounts and holding their cash hostage. It's nuts. Uh, Chase is one of the biggest names in the business and one of the worst data collection offenders. They take 20 di- different data points. Uh, what about all these buy now, pay later businesses like Klarna? has about 150 million active users who buy stuff from a half a million merchants. The app grabs 24 types of personal data. And what about Groupon? I didn't know it was still around, but it's on this list. Uh, 21 categories of personal data. So what can you do? Be choosy. We all give some data away to our apps and companies, but only use the ones that you absolutely have to. Uh, when money is involved, skim the privacy policies. It's easier to do on a computer. Uh, hit Control-F on Windows, Command-F on a Mac, and search for things like uh, data, tracking, third-party analytics. Now, if you have an iPhone, the app Privacy Report shows how apps are using your data. Head over to Settings, Privacy, and Security, the app Privacy Report on Android, Settings, Apps, and Permissions. And we have all this written out for you to check it out over at commando.com. When you're there, just hit that button that says Show Picks. Let me tell you about a revolutionary new mobile voicemail app. If you've got a business, your voicemail is probably filled with messages from customers. Often the messages don't contain all the details you need. But what if you were able to get visual information from your callers? That's something you can't do with a traditional audio voicemail box, but you can with Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail. With Fillmore Productions Video Voicemail, callers receive a link to download the mobile app. There, they can view important details about your business, watch videos about what you have to offer, and then leave you a video message. Actors and musicians can showcase what they do, and callers to medical practices or repair shops can report their issues visually. There are so many things that video voicemail can do for a business that makes audio voicemail a thing of the past. Discover what video voicemail can do for your business. Visit GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. That's GetVideoVoicemail.com. Amy in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, I just first of all want to thank you for the amazing public service you do. And I first came across you in the little Scottsdale newspaper and got tied into what you're posting out there and started following your podcast. And it's amazing. I really, you just, I I feel very safe listening to your advice. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. That's very kind of you. So, yeah. And so here's what's going on. So um, my husband and myself and another couple are traveling to East uh, Southeast Asia in January. We're oh. going to be going to Hong Kong and Vietnam. Oh, how fun so, for you. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I'm really excited about that. But, you know, when I'm looking online and I've had different friends say, be careful about using your phones over there. And I'm just seeing a lot of different messages out on the Internet. And I'm like, well, I'm going to call Kim and see what she says, because I trust what you, your advice would be. But, you know, do we get a burner? Do you do a SIM card? Um, do we, you know, trust that we're not going to get any malware if we use a, our uh, phone overseas? 
Well, you know, you're going into a part of the world where it's known for surveillance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, well, you know, probably about six months or so, that she went over on to Hong Kong on business. And when she came back, I said, how was the trip? She said, oh, my gosh, the strangest thing happened. And she's in the tech industry. So, you know, she's savvy with all this stuff. Um, she said that when she in her hotel, big brand hotel in Hong Kong, uh, all of a sudden her laptop got really hot, really hot, mm-hmm. which could only mean. And she looked, was looking at the processes and the activities is that sure enough, it looked like somebody was was cloning some of the stuff on her drive uh, as soon as she hooked up to the hotel Wi-Fi. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of what she does and who she is, I was like, she she would know. I mean, she, this isn't somebody who's paranoid. This is somebody who's a network engineer. She knows this stuff. Uh, you know, that said, you know, if I'm going to Hong Kong, I'm going to Vietnam, I'm going to take my own phone. Okay. I'm not going to be using a burner phone because I want to be able to take pictures, right? And videos. Right. And I want to get texts from the kids and mom and dad and uh, get inside of a group chat when I'm on Wi-Fi or FaceTime when I'm on Wi-Fi. You know, so I'm going to do all that stuff. So, uh, but I'm going to be careful when I am there, meaning that okay. uh, if I'm on the hotel system, I'm going to use a VPN. Uh, and I'm going to keep that VPN turned on as much as possible. I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, if I'm not going to do a SIM card, SIM card depends upon how much time you're going to be away and how much money that you want to spend really gets down to that. I mean, it's always going to be cheaper and especially now it's not a physical SIM card. It's an e-SIM card. So it's an electronic SIM card is that it's not hard anymore to set up a SIM card. It used to be like, Oh, I got to get there. I got to get a SIM card. I got to take the one out. I got to put the other one in, you know, (laughs) that's like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, I just want to go have a good time and experience the culture. Uh, you know, so it, it depends. So it's, you know, so you can get an eSIM card, you can buy it. We'll send you some links. You can buy them before you leave Scottsdale and, or you can get them when you get over there. That's really not a big deal. Uh, If you want the easiest way is that you call your provider and you say, listen, I'm going to Hong Kong and Vietnam. How much are you going to charge me per day to use my phone? And what are my limitations going to be? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, it's gonna be like 10, 15 bucks a day. So, right. so you, you have those two, the, you know, those two options. I wouldn't go to the extent of buying a burner phone or using one. Yeah, it's going to reduce the risk uh, of any type of malware, badware getting on your phone. But at the same time, it's just, they're crappy phones. I mean, yeah. they are. And so you're not used to having these beautiful videos and panoramics and then you've got to learn something else and you want to send a text and it's going to be a green bubble. And you're like, I want the blue bubble. I want the blue bubble. I don't want to, I don't want to be a green bubble. I want to be a blue one. So that's great advice. I appreciate it. Uh, One follow-up question then is, you know, so let's say we go that route, we use our, our phones and, um, is there a way to know if we have been hacked or there's any malware on the phone? Oh, you'll know. You'll know, Amy. Okay. I mean, so you're not going to download anything that's not in the Google Play or the Apple Store, number one. Okay. Uh, Number two, be careful of any type of text or anything that has any links in it, right? Okay. I mean, this is like common sense here in the United States. Sure. Um, If your phone suddenly gets hot to the touch, 
and nothing else is going in the background. You start seeing apps appear on your home screen. You're like, honey, did you download that? And he's like, no, I didn't do that. Okay. Uh, you suddenly get a greeting card in your email and it's not your birthday, but it's like, mm-hmm. could be. Uh, yeah. So it's just really being tech smart and being tech aware and using a VPN, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and, and just, you know, securing your personal data. But, you know, I, I, the reason why I always travel with my iPhone, too, is because I have just so many things on it that, you know, if I'm going to do something through TripAdvisor or Viator or a local guide or whatever it may be, it's just really super easy to do that. And a contract comes in, if you're renting a car, it's on your phone. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's almost like this is like an extension of you having your, this is like your own travel bag, right? Sure. (laughs) In your smartphone. But I think it's fabulous. I'm jealous that you're going. I am. Um, you guys didn't even ask me and Barry to go with you. That's okay. Uh, well, next time. I know you, you're a big traveler. I am. I, and I want to go to Hong Kong and Vietnam so badly. I wanted, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Tokyo. Um, that's, oh, yeah. Have you been there? That sounds great. No, but I, I've been wanting to go myself. Uh, so, and my kids are talking about going, so I might try and steal a ride. Hit <laughs> <laughs> your ride with them. But no, I, was, I had dinner with a friend of mine, Janie, who her son lives in Tokyo. He's with the military. The Navy SEAL over there, and um, she was telling me all about it. And I'm like, oh gosh, I so want to go to Tokyo. So I'm thinking about maybe like over the next month or so heading out to Tokyo. Amy, thank you for your call. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you're not already following me on social media, what the heck are you waiting for? Stop ghosting me. I am at Kim Commando everywhere. So whether you're on X, formerly known as Twitter, I know everybody still says that, uh, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, you name it, just head over to at Kim Commando. That hidden code that I promised to tell you about, it's the Mobile Advertising ID, or MAID for short. It's supposed to be anonymous, shouldn't be connected to your name or any other sensitive information, but it's attached to your smartphone's collecting data. So there are reports of some slimy data brokers who boast of collecting the MAID data and then connecting it to you, like your full name address. Pretty shady. But there's a way to make sure that none of what your phone collects on you is attached to the secret ID. So on your iPhone or Android, head into your settings and toggle off disable personalized ads. That's right. You want to, that's disable personalized ad. We have those steps too over at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.